Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way Podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Today's guest is naturopath and women's health expert, Casey Wilson. She specializes in preconception, pregnancy, and mums and bubs health. Casey is a superwoman who does it all from writing her own books, being a mum, supporting women in clinic, creating delicious recipes, and is also the host of her own podcast. Today, Casey shares with us all she knows about conscious preconception care and how the foods you eat can actually help you conceive a healthy little bub. So welcome, Casey. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Melissa. It's so great to be here and on the other side of the microphone. (laughs) I know, exciting. Something a little bit different for you, I guess. But yes, we're ready to hear from you. (laughs) So we've got a few questions. We obviously know that um, preconception is your field and I just want to pick your brain and and help our audience and show them how, you know, what they're doing and eating can actually help them during this time in their life. So To start, what is preconception care and why do we feel um, that it's so important? Yeah, well, I guess I'd start with my journey with preconception care as a naturopath. So (laughs) when I first began in clinic, I was specialising in hormone health and that was my real passion. I was getting a lot of really good results with, you know, thyroid health issues and Mm -hmm. PCOS, endometriosis, those big um, hormone health conditions. And as I got really good results with those women and as they progressed through life, then they naturally, a lot of them wanted to bring a baby into the world. And so I had the privilege of then supporting them to optimise their health for their preconception phase Yep, and saw really good results with that. And I was amazed with how that preconception phase Mm. is so powerful to really set themselves up for a healthy bubba. And so through that experience um, over the years and through my own experience as well, then I was able to, you know, really specialise and gain a real passion for preconception pregnancy and mum and bub health. And so today that's what I, you know, really specialise in and and write, as you said, write books and programs all about that. So why is this important? Well, really what we need to remember is that at the time of conception, the health of your future children Mm -hmm. is really determined by the health and genetics of both you, if this is the mum listening, the mum-to-be and the the dad-to-be as well. So it's a team effort and we really have to remember that. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's, you know, in a few weeks, in a few months or a few years that you're ready to bring a bubs into this world, that preconception time is really powerful and it's an option. It's an optimal stage to really set yourselves up both for, you know, healthy hormones, healthy gut health, um, you know, healthy sperm and Mm. egg egg health, of course, for, you know, bringing a healthy bubba into the world. And so, you know, I will say that traditionally a lot of that focus and the pressure Mm. is placed on the mom to be, um, but we have to go back and remember it's a team effort. And so to really put just as much focus Mm. and time into the dad to be to really support his nutrition and his sperm health. So, yeah, like I said, at that time of conception, you're both at your Mm. optimal health. And so I think in terms of time frame, a good three to four months is a great time Mm -hmm. if you've got that preconception um, if you know you're listening to this and you've had children and you didn't get that time in, mm. you know don't. This is not judgment. It's just that yeah. you do your best in the circumstances. But if you've got that time, then that's a great period of time to really set yourselves up for, um, you know, allowing the egg and sperm mm. maturation process 
Yep. So three to four months is a great time. If if more is you've got mm-hmm. more time, then that's great as well. And then you can add some detoxing and things in there. Yeah. Um, but really, you can do things like you know detoxing, de-stressing, really optimizing your nutrition through diet and supplementation. So, yeah. you know, I feel that it's a really important stage, but. Also coming back to the mum-to-be, it's really important to help nourish her, to mm-hmm. help build up her bones and her, her blood and her tissues and organs because we have to remember that once she's pregnant, baby's going to be taking, 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 yeah. taking, and then yeah. breastfeeding as well if she decides to do that and post-birth healing. It all takes energy, it all takes nutrients. Mm-hmm. And so if we can use this time preconception to really help to nourish her along with you yeah. know helping her egg health and hormones and all of that, um, I think really focusing on nutrition is important to build up her reserves yeah. and that'll prevent the deficiency deficiency states from happening in you know yeah. weeks, months and even years post, post-pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So that can happen a lot if you're not looking after yourself. Yeah. And so if you can come back to that preconception phase and really nourish and mm-hmm. nurture both of you, but particularly yeah. the mum-to-be for um, nourishment, um, nutrition, then that can prevent those deficiency states from yeah. occurring. So, yeah, really utilizing that stage, I think, is really important to wow. you know for a healthy conception, yeah. but also for preventing issues yeah. downstream. So it's yeah. super important, not just before you decide to conceive, but yeah. really maintaining those good nutritional yes. habits during as well as after, because that's really when your body needs it the most, not just for yeah. you, but for bubs as well. Yes. So, and a lot of the time, unfortunately, pregnancy mm. nausea can creep in in yes. those first few weeks and yeah. months. So at least if you've spent like really good time preconception building up those stores, you know, maybe you're not choosing, you know, the best nutrients for a little while. Yep. At least you've at least you've done you your know, best, done your best preconception. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of nutrients and food, what nutrients and food are particularly most important to work towards including into your preconception diet? So what yes. is most essential during that time where you know you want to have a baby, you know, mm. things are changing, you know you need to give your body a little bit more. What are the foods and nutrients yeah. that you really recommend? Yeah, I think if we're looking at foods, then looking at foods that can help support naturally mm-hmm. detoxing from the yeah. body because obviously we want to be getting rid of those toxins prior to conceiving. Yeah. And there's lots of foods that can do that, but mm. some of my top ones would be cruciferous vegetables. So yeah. Our brassicas like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, yeah. kale, those um, dark cooked. leafy greens. Yeah. yeah, cooked though because they can, if you're having them a lot raw, mm-hmm. can impact thyroid health, and yes. we want thyroid yes. to be working really well. Um, so they can naturally help out your liver cleansing, yeah. particularly if you've got an issue like estrogen dominance mm-hmm. leading up to conception, that can help clear that out. So when you say cooked, sorry to yeah, interrupt so you. Steamed or yes. stir fried. Okay, yeah. great. Because there's, you know, lots of different ways we can cook and yes. we don't want to lose the nutrients. Exactly. So what's the best way? Yeah, well, lightly steaming or stir yeah. frying. I Beautiful. think if you're boiling, then you are taking yeah. out more, particularly vitamin C yeah. is lost. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, yep. if we can do it quickly, yep. just so they're nice and a little bit soft, a little yeah. bit crispy as well. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, so they're a great one for liver detoxification. But also if we look at um, detox-savvy herbs, so coriander and parsley Mm. are great. And if you mix them up into like a beautiful pesto, um, coriander's got particular properties to help detox from heavy metals, as Mm -hmm. you'd know. So that's a great one to add in regularly. 
And particularly if you don't like the taste of coriander, that's a bit of a Some people don't. hate that. They're going to be like, no way am I adding that into my diet. You're crazy. Oh, so, yeah, hiding it in a pesto and yeah, you won't even beautiful. taste it. Add some yeah. garlic and olive oil and salt. Yeah. And, yeah, All these so, nice other herbs yeah. and spices to overpower it. Exactly. Yeah. And then beautiful. talking about spices, obviously ginger and turmeric are anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. So anything yeah. anti-inflammatory is going to help any time of your life, but particularly yeah. preconception is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also rosemary and turmeric for liver. Um, so I've got a beautiful, um, veggie yeah. loaf recipe on the blog and yeah, just add rosemary in there. So just anything to anything savoury. It's yeah. really delicious. And mm-hmm. That helps out with um, your liver. Yeah. And if, when we're talking about liver, that helps out hormones. So that's yes. all important for of preconception. Um, and also fermented foods. So mm-hmm. they're going to help out your detoxing through the bowel as well. Um, so depending on what you um, are okay with, some people don't deal too well with sauerkraut. They need yeah. to do a bit more gut work first. Yeah. But Homemade kefir and yogurt yeah. made from coconut um, water yeah. or ke- coconut cream is great. Mm-hmm. And b- bone broth, of course, for yeah, building up beautiful. the nutrients, yeah. but for healing the gut as well. So that's some sort of detox savvy herbs and uh, food, sorry. And then, of course, antioxidant rich um, mm. fruits and vegetables, colourful vegetables yeah. and fruits they're great and superfoods you know talking yeah. about happy way the greens powder is great yeah. because they antioxidants are really powerful at helping egg and sperm mm-hmm. health so yeah. wherever we can adding in those fresh um, fruits and veggies for color yeah. um, for the antioxidants and I think a lot of people are aware of the importance of folate particularly yes. for yeah. you know those early weeks of pregnancy mm-hmm. reducing the risk of birth defects like um like spina bifida Mm -hmm. and so you know bringing in folate rich foods are really important but if we actually like look at folate it's really important for every stage of fertility so from um, egg development through to ovulation through to fetal growth so folate Mm -hmm. is really important and so of course uh, green leafy vegetables Mm -hmm. once again it's in abundance but also something that's not talked about a lot that I love to really encourage people to at least try mm. is liver. Oh, and I know it's going to screw up a few yeah, <laughs> faces, okay. but um, adding like a chicken liver pate and, of course, yeah. from organic liver, yeah. um, that's a superfood. You don't mm. need a lot, a couple of teaspoons a day for that. Okay. Um, if you're really not wanting to try it through foods, mm. you can get freeze-dried capsule form of, of liver as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's a great source of folate. So don't forget liver as well as your green leafy veggies. Okay. Um, but also preconception and we have to remember this is a great time to boost up your iron levels because mm. iron, once you're pregnant, your needs are going to go up about tenfold for wow. needing that iron. And that's because there's such a big increase in your blood volume yeah. um, amongst other things. But, yeah, so if we're looking at iron, particularly in Australia, there's studies that have shown 68 to 86% of women preconception and pregnancy don't meet the just maintenance levels of iron so I think it's something we do need to talk about Mm. and gain awareness around and uh, of course getting tested as well to know what your levels are like. For vegans and vegetarians what is your recommendation? Yeah so you can look at so if we look at foods obviously there's non-heme iron sources um, which are from from plant um, foods so things like you know beetroot, um, spirulina is fantastic. I'm not sure if that's in the greens powder? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. So the greens powder once again. Um, so green leafies, mm. mushrooms, nuts and seeds. But we do have to remember there's limited absorption yeah. with plant sources of iron. So I would highly recommend if you're vegan or vegetarian to get an iron studies test yeah, okay. just to know where you're at, yep. Need, yep. if you need to up those levels or you know, look at there's certainly things that you can do around you know helping your absorption with mm. iron. So that's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. But if you are open to having animal products, then of course, ethically raised animal products, but, you know, meat, liver once again, chicken, fish and oysters and mussels. They're Mm -hmm. great sources of heme iron sources of iron. 
and they are absorbed easier or superior. Yeah. And they do contain some other things like um, bioavailable copper, which actually helps you utilize the iron in the body and build up your ferritin stores, mm-hmm. which is your stored iron. Yeah. And they do have some retinol. So that's something I do want to talk about is true yeah. vitamin A, um, which is really important for helping you once again um, with your um, utilising your iron in your body. But yeah. it also helps to build up transferrin, uh, yeah. which is like the iron taxi. So it takes mm. iron to where it's needed in the body. So I do want to talk a bit on vitamin A. Yeah. And that's because I've, I feel like it's got a bad rap in terms mm. of, you know, preconception pregnancy health. And I think if you ask... You know, a lot of expecting mums, they'll be aware of the dangers of vitamin A, but not the benefits of it. Okay, so Mm. really what I want to express a bit more clearly is that vitamin A, A, it's really critical fat-soluble antioxidant for reproductive health across Mm -hmm. the board. Um, And B, that the upper limit, so the amount that we've been told not to go over during pregnancy this is, is a whopping 10,000 IU. So it's a huge amount. So you're not going to be going over that diet alone. Yeah. Um, so some reasons why vitamin A particularly I um, recommend, you know, looking at preconception is because A, it plays a role in the sperm protective mucus. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means is throughout your cycle, your mucus will change to either support or, um, you know, not support yeah. conception. And so that time of ovulation, your mucus will change to support the uh, sperm moving through to yeah. uh, allow that to meet the egg and conceive. So vitamin A is important for that. Mm-hmm. And it also plays a role in the little um, finger-like projections that move the egg along as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if we're looking at all things conception, we do need vitamin A for that. Mm-hmm. And it's critical for, yeah, all sorts of, you know, reproductive embryonic and fetal development. Um, also sufficient levels can you know, minimise uh, miscarriage, which is important. And the thyroid gland requires more vitamin A than any other organ. Yeah. And we know thyroid health mm. is really important for um, pregnancy mm-hmm. and yeah, preconception for both you and bubs. Yeah. And then once pregnant, vitamin A plays a really important role in the development of vision and the eye division, uh, sorry, eyes and and vision, Mm -hmm. um, skeletal and nervous system development and the prevention of deafness, internal organ displacement and birth defects such as cleft palate. So when it comes to food sources, though, Mm -hmm. this can be a bit of a challenge. So once again, there's true food sources of vitamin A. There's the preformed vitamin A, which is retinol. So Mm -hmm. that's the true vitamin A you'll use straight away. And then there's the pro-vitamin beta carotene, so plant sources. But you do need to remember the conversion needs to take place from um, pro-vitamin A, so the plant sources, into that retinol. And things like your digestive health, your thyroid health and Mm. a low-fat diet can impact that. So I do recommend some forms of, you know, um, pro-vitamin A in your diet, uh, sorry, retinol in your diet. But this is where it gets tricky. So Mm. a lot of the sources are particularly, once again, if you're vegan or vegetarian, you're not going to be getting those in. Um, so liver, cheese, butter, eggs, um, fish and caviar, so um, fish eggs, are the really good sources of vitamin A. But um, if you're not going to be having those on a daily basis, then I would recommend a cod liver oil supplement. So okay. that's something that I would recommend most women just to make yep. sure you're getting that in. Um, and there are, of course, this is just a little snippet. So this yeah. is just looking at one nutrient, all other fat-soluble yeah. vitamins are important. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many others that we could talk about, but yeah. that's hopefully given you a bit of an understanding of, you know, yes. why you know, um, yeah, nutrition yeah. is important, preconception. So yeah. we really, we touched a little bit on supplements there, yes. but what would you recommend? What supplementations would you recommend during the preconception stage yeah. as well as pregnancy going into that? 
um, just to give your body a little bit more. Obviously, I always say um, supplements are secondary um, to your diet. So your diet should always be primary, number one, and then whatever you're lacking should come from a supplement. Um, Obviously, this is a time where your body does need a little bit extra. So during this period, what, what supplements would you recommend? Yeah, well... Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So focusing on that, those healthy eating patterns is foundation yeah. mm-hmm. for your preconception health and during those months leading up to conception. Yeah. Um, but additional supplementation is recommended just because, you know, you want to optimise that fertility. You want to mm. optimise your chances and ensure ensure you're meeting those heightened physiological demands of your body during yeah. once you do conceive during pregnancy. So just as I gave with the example of cod liver oil, there's, uh, you know, there's lots of other examples where food alone, unfortunately, with that, you know, yeah. uh, lots of stress and toxins yes. and yeah. all sorts of things these days and our mm-hmm. depleted soils that we do need to reach for those supplements. Yes. Yeah. Um, just so then I would recommend, though, not just going to the chemist and yeah. grabbing whatever mm. over the counter. I would recommend seeing someone with, you know, naturopath yeah. or nutritionist with that qualification and particular specialisation in the field yeah. as well. So you're not wasting money. No. So you're making sure you're getting nutrients that are in the right form to absorb yeah. properly and more doesn't necessarily mean better. Yeah. So to make sure you're not overdosing as well. Mm. Um, there's lots of different things that I could talk about, but I do want to bring attention to iodine. Mm-hmm. Iodine's definitely one that I yep. recommend across the board um, supplementing with because having adequate iodine status preconception and throughout pregnancy has such a positive impact on baby's behaviour mm. and cognitive development and deficiencies leading into pregnancy can increase the risk of hypothyroidism, so yeah. underactive thyroid, yeah. and that impacts you and baby mm. and also increases the risk of miscarriage, um, stillbirth, and um, can cause irreversible mental retardation in the baby. So it's okay. something so yeah. important to make sure you're mm. getting enough. And so... Yeah, really looking at a minimum 220 micrograms of iodine is important for, for most women preconception. On top of that, of course, if you've got other issues with yeah. already had low iron iodine le- um, levels or underactive thyroid, you may need more. Um, but it's difficult to obtain. So this is a bit of an example. Our soils are completely you know, deficient mm-hmm. of iodine and there's not a lot of foods that are high in that. So mm-hmm. there's seaweeds are one. So if you're having a lot of seaweeds, some seaweed salt and smaller amounts in dairy and eggs. But, you know, most people won't be getting enough through that alone. Yeah. So I would recommend to, yeah, definitely start there with iodine mm-hmm. and folate would be another one. But once again, with the forms of folate, Unfortunately, a lot over-the-counter isn't in the right form yeah. that most people will u- be able mm. to use in their body. But I will note too, to, as I'm here with Happy Way, um, there's a little bit of kelp found in the, the super mm. greens. Yeah. So kelp yeah. is a seaweed and so that'd be just a little bit of iodine that yeah. you could add in on top of Beautiful. supplementing so you're getting that through foods as yes. well. And, yeah, just know that you may need that little bit more because um, if you've got other issues like thyroid issues. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, I could talk, as I said, on a lot of different things, but... There's such an abundance of research in this in this mm. area of preconception, fertility, health, and whether it's herbal medicine, uh, minerals, vitamins, antioxidants such as CoQ10, huge yeah. research yeah. on that. Um, essential fats they all play a role in optimizing hormone and fertility mm. health, and areas such as you know particularly in, improving the quality of egg and sperm health. So, yeah, yeah utilizing supplements I do feel is necessary for for most yeah. women and men leading into conception. Great. Yeah. So let's talk about 
protein powder. So uh, at Happy Way, we get emails every day about, um, you know, is it safe? Can I have it? Why do I need to have it? So could you shed some light? So why is a protein powder important in a preconception diet? Yeah, so if we're looking at um, preconception, a big part of that, as I said before, is hormone health and a big foundation of hormone health, whether it's your thyroid, your adrenals, your sex Mm. hormones, is getting your blood sugar balanced and getting your body sensitive to your insulin, which Mm -hmm. there's a lot of insulin uh, resistance on out there. So one of the ways that you can really do that is in including protein in, in each of your main mm-hmm. meals and avoiding snacking between yeah. meals if you can. And on top of that protein, of course, you want nourishing fats and, you know, healthy carbohydrates like your veggies and yeah. some, you know, some fruits and, and mm. some well-prepared grains as an example. But this is particularly important for those women that are suffering with PCOS or polycystic okay. ovarian syndrome yep. Yep. because insulin resistance is a driving factor for that. And that mm-hmm. is a big, one of the biggest causes of infertility in women is polycystic mm-hmm. ovarian syndrome. So really making sure you're keeping your blood sugars is important. And a great way to do that is, as I said, ensuring yeah. that proteins in each meal mm-hmm. and you could do that through a protein powder. Yeah. So one of the meals, for example, maybe breakfast, you want to yeah. do a smoothie and mm. you can chuck your protein powder in there yeah. or maybe it's like a, a porridge or, or whether it's buckwheat or oats and mm. you're putting some protein powder in there just to add mm. that protein yeah. um, to keep your blood sugar balanced, keep you fuller yeah. for longer as well and avoid yeah. you having to snack. Yeah. But if you are perhaps transitioning over from, you know, being a big snacker between yeah. meals to not having anything and you are ravenous or, you know, you're about to eat a chocolate bar, Mm. absolutely having some protein powder and a bit of water or nut milk between meals that would keep your blood sugar more stable. It would keep you fuller for longer Mm. and avoid you snacking on the foods that will increase your blood sugar. I'm a big yeah. advocate for a protein shake between meals. Yeah. I think it's a great way keep to yeah keep you going, sustain those blood sugar levels, sustain your energy and just yes. help you to feel good um, and just making sure you are getting those great amounts of protein into yes. your diet. So yeah. And yeah. that would be a great way to yeah. add in, of course, on top of that, yeah. the super greens powder yes. and yeah. some other, yeah. you know, you could put some baby spinach or something in there for folate yeah. as well. Um, but, yeah, once pregnant as mm. well, your protein levels will only increase. Yeah. And so... It's you know ranges from like eighty grams a day to hundred grams in the mm-hmm. later um, trimester of yeah. pregnancy. So that particularly can be hard, can yeah, be challenging. Sustaining that, yeah, especially yeah. when you're, you know, if you're in the midst of pregnancy nausea, mm. protein's usually the last thing you're feeling like, yeah. although it's yeah. really beneficial for mm. you. So having a protein powder can help to you know put that into a smoothie just to sip over the day, or yeah. you know to get that extra um, protein that you need to support you and your bulbs. Um, yeah, so what I would yeah, certainly suggest to do, though, is look for a protein powder that's free of artificial sweeteners, which yes. Happy Way, of course, is. Yes. And Big tick. <laughs> yeah, and be true, in tune with your digestion too because obviously you've got yeah. lots of different um, ones mm. in the range, so just yeah. be in tune with the digestion so you know which one suits you best yes. as well. of course. Yeah. So moving on from the dietary side of things, I thought yes. I would just touch on you know, your opinion on yeah. holistic movement during yes. pregnancy and preconception because there is so much information out there, yeah. so many different, you know, you should be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that and, you know, everyone's got a different opinion. So I just thought I would, you know, ask what yeah. you recommend, what would you say feels good for your body during that time and how to really nurture your body through movement during yes. that period. Yeah, I'll talk more on preconception because pregnancy yeah. really first trimester, yeah. um, you need to be really quite yeah. gentle and really yeah. um, nurture mm. your body. But that's where I would absolutely recommend seeing a personal trainer or a qualified practitioner in that area. But yes. preconception, 
you know, we know there's so many benefits mm. for exercise, whether it's from detoxing, circulation support, mm. um, therefore hormone balance as well, yeah. <clears throat> mental health and, and much, much more. Once again, I'm not a personal trainer, but looking at this from a naturopathic perspective, yeah. then I really guide women into being in tune with their body mm. and in tune with their cycles. Yeah. So I've seen both extremes here. So I've yes. seen women who are over over exercising or particular types of exercise. Yeah. So maybe it's like marathon running or yeah. just going way too hard, too long at the gym yeah. each day. Yeah. And they're not getting a regular cycle because their mm. body's putting reproduction to the side. They're not yes. even their body doesn't even want to think about that. Yeah. So if you're thinking about wanting to have a baby, mm. then being in tune with what how that exercise yeah. that you're doing is impacting your body. Um, but then, of course, I've seen the other end where yeah. there's not enough movement and yeah. that's contributing to yeah. insulin resistance mm. because we need muscle to become insulin yeah. sensitive, yeah. Um, which is hugely important for fertility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just being in tune with how yeah. that impacts your cycle and, and we're aiming for that 28 mm. to 30 day cycle yeah. um, and those signs of ovulation occurring, you know, halfway mm. <laughs> it's a textbook cycle, day 14. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just being aware of how that's impacting you yeah. and finding the balance. So I usually say as a general guide, preconception, having a bit of high intensity exercise, yeah. some strength training and some more stretching type, yeah. more relaxing exercise in there too. But yeah, absolutely adjusting that to what your body needs. Yeah, of course. And I will also say to mm. honour your cycle in terms of when you're getting your period, particularly yeah. day one, is mm. a time to rest and do yeah. more gentle, mm. perhaps like yin yoga or just going for a gentle walk, um, really honouring your, your body there. And then you may yeah. notice that once you've finished bleeding, that follicular phase of the first half of your cycle, you'll be able to go harder at the gym mm. and, then, and around ovulation as well. And then towards the end of your cycle, so when you're leading up to your period, yeah. um, you may no- notice that you need to go inward a bit more yeah. and do more of the sort of relaxing exercises. Yeah. So it's really so, listening to your body yeah. and becoming in tune with your cycle yes. because your energy levels are really going to fluctuate depending yeah. on where you're at. So Absolutely. And every woman yeah. is different as well well so Mm. just going by what your cycle's telling you yeah so Casey what is one myth that you would like to bust when it comes Mm. to preconception health because of course the internet takes over sometimes (laughs) and we don't really know what's right from wrong so can you help us here what is one myth one myth I would say that I see time and time again is your blood tests are normal and ah, yes. yeah, so too many times I've seen patients coming in and they've mm. said, yeah, just I've just had my bloods done. Everything's normal. Mm. And I say, well, can you ring up and get a copy? Yeah. And we go through them and particularly things like 21 day progesterone, thyroid function and vitamin D. They're yeah. three big ones. I would say double, you know, get mm. a second opinion okay. because those three are crucial for fertility and often they're out of range or not optimal. Mm. And so then we can, you know, work with that and rebalance it. But if we don't know if yeah. we're just assuming that everything's okay then yep. yeah that may be missed and that okay. could be contributing to issues with fertility yeah. so really ask questions ask for a second opinion, second opinion and yeah. really look a little bit deeper into these yes. things and get a copy yeah. always yeah. get a copy yeah. of this and if you go to see a naturopath or nutritionist mm. I would love yeah. to see those and that love gives that. really good yep. important information so amazing yeah. all right so once conceived what are some ways to help minimise pregnancy nausea? Because yeah. I've never been pregnant, but I have seen friends and family members who have mm. had it so bad and it's horrible. So I'm sure there's many yes. women who would love to know 
few little tips and tricks on how they can really reduce that nausea. Yes. And I will say if you're tuning out because you're not pregnant yet, yes. tune back in yeah. because <laughs> it's so important to have the wellness toolkit ready yeah. to go because once you're in the midst of pregnancy nausea, mm. it's hard to get out. It is. Yeah. And you do need to do these things. Like you've got to be persistent with them because mm. it will just keep coming back. Yeah. Um, mostly in the first, you know, trimester that these, um, you know, symptoms all occur and it's mm. not just in the morning. It can be all day. Yeah. Um, but there's certainly some things that you can do. So um, in terms of causes, it could mm. be anywhere from blood sugar issues because you're not eating regularly enough yep. and then that can cause more of the nausea. It could be the increased thyroid hormone metabolites because you're okay. producing more to send to baby. Yep. Um, it could be heightened senses because that that's what happens when you're pregnant. You get more of that heightened sense of smell yeah. and that can put you off of food that's maybe to avoid you go- mm. going for food that's off. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of different um, issues there that could be contributing or normal um, mm. occurrences throughout pregnancy. So what I would say is in the morning, get out of bed slowly. So okay. have some like nuts or some gluten-free crackers by the bed so you can eat them as soon as you yeah. wake up to keep yeah. that blood sugar balanced. Ease into your day slowly. Do some gentle exercises. Walking, it may be the last thing you feel like doing, but getting out in the sunshine, yeah. going for a walk, that can really for help. Sure. Yeah, in terms of supplements, B6 is like the biggest one. Mm. Um, so getting seeing a practitioner to get some B6, um, some herbs to help your digestive function and mm-hmm. your liver function as well yep. can be helpful. So straight, pep, um, straight um, dandelion tea is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've all heard of ginger. So you yes, can use... Yes, that's the big one. I do recommend to get the fresh root though. Yeah, and okay. you can chop that up and put it in a tea or yep. you can put it in a juice or smoothie. The add it to protein powder. Because yeah, I feel uh, like a lot of women just go for the high sugary ginger yeah. nut biscuits, oh, no. <laughs> which I'm not sure if that's going to help very much. But... Might help for about five minutes okay. and then you get a blood sugar yes, drop. Yes, exactly, um, which is going to make it worse, Yeah, right? so you can add it to things yeah. like cooking. But, yeah, I do recommend the fresh fruit if you can okay. get it. Otherwise yeah. you can get, of course, the dried tea in the capsule form. But yeah. that is a big one. Um, peppermint essential oil and lemon essential oils has have both got um, studies behind them helping yeah. um, to, with the diffuse, diffusing them can help yeah. lower the nausea. And in terms of foods, eating regularly. That's the okay. big one. So keeping your blood sugars regular. Yeah. So this is a time to, to snack. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just, you know, it may be every half hour you need to mm. eat something. If you can, protein yeah. will okay. keep, keep once again yeah. that um, blood sugar stable. So. Yeah. This is a time to embrace those smoothies again. Yeah. It may be the only thing you can even keep down. So mm. add your protein powder, add your greens, uh, even your multivitamin if you can't yeah. stomach that, um, mm. add it all in there. And if you are vomiting, electrolytes are really important. So some okay. coconut water, add, in, yeah. add that in there too. Um, bone broth through the day, lots of green green veg if you can. And because smell can really put you off, then um, asking for help, asking yeah. for others to cook for you if you've yeah. got that option. That may be the difference between mm. having a being able to down a meal or not. So okay. yeah, that's some a few little yeah, things. Yeah, great can help. tips. <laughs> Lots of great tips. I'm sure women would love to, especially when you're feeling yeah. down and you're feeling sick. It's yes. just horrible. So I'm yeah. sure they would love to take some of those notes with them. <laughs> um, so from your own personal experience with preconception, what's yeah. one key lesson that you took from that experience that you can share with other women? who are at the start of their preconception journey because, you know, everyone's got a different experience yes. and everyone's health is at a different level. So, you know, we all come across challenges yeah. no matter who we are. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. you know, we'd love, I'd love to know what a challenge maybe that you had or a yeah. lesson that you learned that you can share with women that they can take away from this chat that we've had today. Yeah, well, getting firstly getting bloods done and yep. um, that's something I stepped through, step you through in the preconception mm. guide, but 
certainly something that I needed to have done because I, with my um, pregnancy with my daughter, um, had low progesterone levels. And so I needed to support that. And so knowing that um, was really important because I'd previously had a miscarriage. And so if I didn't know that again, then maybe I could have potentially had another miscarriage. So empowering yourself with getting blood tests but also empower yourself in terms of education so understand your body and know what Mm. what the important things are to reach for and to um to to get tested and and yeah just really go out and do some reading and courses and things like that so you can really empower yourself knowledge is power it it is absolutely and even for me now like I'm continually reading I'm continually doing research and going to courses and things on the topic so I can serve women better or couples better going into this stage. So, yeah, yeah I'd always encourage people to to try to learn something new every day mm, Yeah, amazing. when it comes to health particularly. Beautiful. Where can we find more about you? Because I'm sure women, after listening to this podcast, want to know more. They may have more questions for you. So where can we find more? Oh, I love it. So in the show notes, yeah. we'll add the link to the preconception guide, yeah. Path to Conscious Conception. And for tuning in today, if you use code HAPPY in capitals, you'll get a nice little special discount. Amazing. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I've got my own podcast, Blowing Mama. So that's M-U-M-M-A, Thriving Bubba. My Instagram's glowingmama.thrivingbubba and website is glowingmama.com. So you'll get all of the things over there. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this wisdom about preconception and nutrition and why it's important to really nourish your body, not just for the woman, but for the man as well. Um, And, you know, busting those myths and, and just giving us a little bit of your insight on your experience as well so i'm sure women will take a lot away from this and yeah thank you for coming on today thanks for having me it was lots of fun